0: Let's risk exposure. Let's just let God really probe today. God has something to say. Will we have ears to hear it? Will our our hearts be open to receive it? I want you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Look at verse number 11. It says, And when they had come into the house, the wise men, they saw the young child with his his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country, Another way. Somebody say another way. way. (laughs) Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. And he said, Arise, take the young child. Notice it says young child. does not say baby. Take the young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod is seeking the young child to destroy him. When he arose... He took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Father, thank you again. We are so hungry for whatever you have for us because we know that whatever you have is better than what we have now. Whatever you have, God, is great. Whatever you have is is for our benefit. So we're seeking what you have for us. I pray, Lord, that what you have purpose to accomplish would in fact be accomplished by the reading, the hearing, and receiving of your word. If this is your prayer, join with me and say, in Jesus' name, amen." name. Amen. amen. Well, Christmas is over. Everybody have a blessed day yesterday. Oh, I hope so. I trust that you were able to gather around some family or friends or both. I trust that you were spoiled just a little bit, I hope. hope that you were nice and not naughty. But alas, Christmas is over. Christmas is past, just barely, only by one day, which Got my mind thinking, as I was preparing to close out our year, thinking, what am I going to preach on the day after Christmas? So I went to the Word, Nick, and I saw what happened just after Christmas. What happened in the Word of God? See, Christmas is past for us today, but my text today also is a place where Christmas was past. Christmas was already over. What happened just past Christmas was God gave warnings. There were warnings from God. And I want today to look closely at these warnings that were given to the wise men, given to Joseph. I believe they'll be beneficial for us as we step into a new year, the Lord willing. This text lets us see that the wise men came and they worshiped the Christ, but the worship of the wise men came after the birth had already occurred. We're not sure exactly how long after his birth, but it does say not once, but it's repeated, the young child. Also, if you'll read on in verse number 16, it says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth to put, death, took, sent forth to, put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all of its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. So it's very possible that a two-year period of time could have lapsed before the wise men even came to the house where they, fi- where they found Jesus. Not exactly sure, but because of, of the, the wording of the text, the young child, because of, of the uh, plan of Herod to kill all male uh, children under the age of two, it's somewhere from two under, okay? But it's clear that he was not a baby. When it was time to depart... God sent word through a dream to the wise men. Verse number 12, Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their country another way. There are many warnings in the Bible. The Bible, in fact, is filled with God trying to warn us. The Bible is filled with God trying to direct us, God trying to tell us something. Joseph was also warned in this text, goes on to say that he was warned through a dream by an angel. God has special purpose in his warnings. If you fail to heed the warning signs, consequences happen. It will set in motion a whole series of consequences by not the warnings, right? Does anybody know what the yellow light is for? Traffic light? The yellow, caution, the yellow traffic light is in fact a caution light. The yellow light is a warning sign. It is trying to give you a heads up that you should slow down, not speed up. I know nobody wants to hear this today. See we think yellow means go faster so you don't have to stop and wait. Yellow actually means you ought to slow down because a red light is coming and what does the red light mean? The red light means stop boys and girls. But we see that yellow light and buddy we push the gas so we can get through the yellow light. Hopefully before the red light comes, and then we have to sit there for two minutes. We're funny ducks. We really are. We could perch up in a tree somewhere and just watch, and we'd be amused and amazed all at the same time. We're funny ducks. We're funny people. The, ca- the yellow light is the caution. The yellow light is slow down, or something bad could happen. I remember I was, I was young, probably around 20, something like that. I hadn't gone to, to Bible college yet, and I was already a believer, so it was between the ages of 18 to 21, I know that much. It was Easter weekend, and I decided I was going to go get my niece, my oldest sister's daughter. My oldest sister was a reprobate for many, many years, Tammy, and now... Uh, she she's in love with God and serving Him with all of her heart, but for many years, she ran from Him. And I thought, you know, I'll go and get her daughter, and maybe there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? That's how we say it in Indiana. There's more than one way to get to the heart of Tammy. I'll go through her daughter. I went and picked up Mandy as her name. We were going to color Easter eggs, and she was going to spend the night, and I was going to take her to church. And so I had also taken... Uh, my brother-in-law's nephew, who was around the same age, they were probably seven or eight years old. I have Christopher in the car with me. We go and pick up Mandy, and we des- I decided, why don't you both sit in the front, and I buckled them in. We're in a Toyota Corolla. Driving back home, and I had a green light. Now, what's green mean, boys and girls? That means I can go. I had a green light. In fact, it was Ohio Boulevard, uh, Commander Stacy, and I loved Ohio Boulevard because if you timed it just right, there was light after light after light, but if you timed it just right, it'd go green, 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 and I had it timed just right. So here I am right in front of Indiana Theater An old, old theater, and uh, I had the green light, and I I was just coming right into the intersection, and some knucklehead decided he thought he could punch the yellow and get through it before it turned red Well, he was wrong. You're right there with me, aren't you? Yeah, Pastor Dave grew up in Terre Haute, so he knows exactly where I'm at. I'm right in front of Indiana Theater there on Ohio. Yep. And uh, I don't know the other crosswalk there, the other crossway, the street there. Well, anyway, this knucklehead was coming the other way. He thought he'd gun through the yellow, and it turned red before he got to the intersection. And I was already halfway in it, and he could not stop. So my Toyota Corolla helped him stop. And he hit, my front door is here. He hit right here. Hit the very back, tore off the back wheel, off the axis of of the back and totaled the car, and fortunately, I didn't have either of the kids in the back. They were in the front. They were unharmed. I cut my head open just a little bit, but I was barely harmed. Why? Because somebody failed the warning sign. Folks, we do it all the time in our spiritual lives. We do it all the time. The warnings from God are for a purpose. I don't want you stepping into a new year disregarding God's voice, disregarding God's warnings. God's warnings, first of all, are sent to change the direction of our lives. Verse number 12, again, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod the same way, they departed for their country another way. Let's review the way that they had come. They arrived in Jerusalem. Verse number 1 of chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the days of Herod, the wise men came from the east and they came to Jerusalem. They were summoned by Herod to meet with him. Verse number 7. Herod secretly called the wise men. But it says here in verse number 12, they did not go back home the same way. They took another route. They took a different direction. God's warnings are given to us to change the direction of our lives. When you meet Christ, you can't help but have your life changed, and the direction your life is going will be changed. Let me back up a few years before the Corolla accident. My mother passed, as many of you know. She died suddenly in her sleep from a stroke that was caused by epilepsy. I awoke, I went to bed one night with my mother full of life and enthusiasm, and I awoke the next morning to a lifeless, dead mother. And it set in motion in me all kinds of of awful, awful feelings and thoughts and attitudes. And for four years, I decided I don't want this God. It wasn't a matter of convincing me that He was real. I've always known that God is real. I decided I wasn't going to serve Him. How could a benevolent, loving God let my mother die? A mother that loved Him and served Him. He could have taken some reprobate prostitute woman, who didn't even care. Let her die. See, I didn't understand that God had a bigger plan, that God's purposes were beyond my scope of of reasoning. I know now she was rewarded, I believe. She didn't have to walk through the world as long as, as some. She got to start her eternal living at the age of 39. I didn't understand that as a teenage boy. And I was angry, I was bitter. And I decidedly got on the path of anger and hatred and rebellion. But he would not let me go. He just kept pursuing me. He kept hounding me. He kept loving me. And one day I'd had all that I could take. I resisted as much as I could resist. And I finally just gave in. I said, "God, I, I want you in my life." And it changed. It changed the direction that I was going. I I, I shudder to think, had I not accepted Christ fully into my life, and decided to give Him what I had, such as it was, not much, really, not much just a stinky fish and stale bread. That's all I had. I shudder to think where I would be today. Maybe not even alive at all, very possibly. I wouldn't have met the most unbelievable woman ever, because I wouldn't have gone to Bible college. Had I not married Karen, met Karen, and married Karen, There's no possibility of having Elliot and Butler and Daisy. I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't have the awesome privilege of having you in my life had it not been for that encounter on this rebellious road. See, the Holy Spirit's not afraid to get on the the rebellious road. He just was right there with me. And it just rerouted the path I was on. I had to change directions. I had to change my path. Everything changed. Everything changed. Wow. That's God's warnings. They're sent to us to change our rebellious path. To change the path, perhaps not even of rebellion, but perhaps of just unknowing destruction that may lie ahead. Sometimes, listen to me today, sometimes we may be on the right path, but God knows there's a snare ahead. God knows that there's a trap ahead. Because how many of you know that the destroyer is active and and alive today? Anybody know that? Uh huh. Bring up point number two. I'm going to skip those other verses. God's warnings are also given to deliver us from the destroyer. You might be on the right path. And I dare say the vast majority in this room, if not all, maybe, are on the right path. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, let me see your hand. See, that changed everything over here and put you on a new path. So now we're walking on the new path. We're walking on the highway to heaven. Hallelujah. But it's still filled with hurt. And it might be that there's a snare that is ahead. So God's trying to actually reroute you. He may be trying to reroute you in order to deliver you from the destroyer. The Holy Spirit's speaking right now. He's speaking right now. I know when he's speaking, and he's speaking to some in this room right now, about rerouting you. He doesn't even want you on that same path. And don't fight against that, because God knows better than you know. God sees tomorrow tomorrow i don't see tomorrow god knows next week i don't know next week i plan and i hope and i dream but we should always just say god let your will be done in my life i'm ready to pack up everything that i own i'm ready to get my whole family together and go wherever you would lead me now that's definitely the call for ministers guys know that at any moment god could say I'm done with you here, and I've got another plan for you somewhere else. And I know that for Karen and I too, and in fact, every year, don't anybody get nervous, by the way, because God hasn't told me to go anywhere. And this, I'm not setting something up to drop a bomb on you in a few minutes. We're here, and we're glad to be here. We're thrilled that we're here. But you should know that Karen and I pray every year, God, are you done with us at La Palma? Not that we want to go anywhere but I never want to be so attached somewhere that I'm I'm unwilling to let him reroute me. He may want to reroute you. It's a path that you're comfortable on. It's a path that you have some bit of, of, of enjoyment on, but God knows what tomorrow holds, and you don't. Be willing to let him reroute you. He might be delivering you from the destroyer. Verse number 13, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. To Joseph now. And he says to him, another warning. Arise, take the young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt. Flee means you gather up as much as you can because you've got to go right now. You don't even have the luxury of maybe getting everything together. Flee to Egypt. Stay there till I bring word to you, for Herod is seeking the young child to what? Somebody say it. Come on, say it. You better know that there's a real enemy. His name may not be Herod today, but there's a real enemy, and he's out to destroy you. John 10.10 tells us, for the thief comes only but to steal, kill, and I don't want to be on the path that the destroyer is just waiting in the wings, hiding behind the bushes. When God can say, I've got another route for you. Now this other route, who knows, it may have more hills than this one. But it may be smoother than this one. See, that's God's business. That's not my business. That's not your business. It is our business to simply say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. God's warnings, finally, are to direct us into the Word. You got your Bible? Come on, I want to see it. Let me see your Bible. Isn't it wonderful? Where would you be without this? I mean, think about it. So many times when I'm confused, the Holy Spirit will direct me to the Word of God. How many have ever just just randomly, you'll be honest, you just randomly opened the Bible and did like that? Anybody? Were you stunned? And amazed? Sometimes I, I might land in, in, you know, in, in the, the begats, but not very often. And even if I land in the begats, I bet you there's something God could have told me if I'd have stayed there long enough. But see, I think that wasn't God, so i try it again. But I'm telling you, Tassie, God has amazed me at just randomly opening up his Bible, let alone the way he can systematically and strategically direct us to his word. Verse number 15, look, it says, and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled. That what might be fulfilled? The word might be fulfilled because it was through the prophet. They were quoting the word of God out of Egypt. I've called my son. God intends to bring our lives into line with the word of God. And if our lives are not in line with the word of God, guess what? He's going to send a warning to us. God's precepts, the doctrine of God, it's clear in his word. And if our lives as believers do not match up with what God has required of us, He loves us enough to send us warnings. Why? Because He's trying to get us back on the path, trying to direct our paths away from the destroyer, but trying to get us on the path of His Word. You want to know the will of God for your life? Get into the Word. Do you want to know how to receive God's provision? Get into the Word. Do you want to know how to be healed? Get into the Word. Do you want to know how to grow in faith? It's all right here. You get into the Word. The enemy will try to pull us away from the Word of God, away from worship and away from the Word of God. Two key Elements in your ongoing growth, worship, and the Word. What's the enemy do? Pulls us away from worship. Pulls pulls us away from the Word. Get that back on track. Worship and the Word. God will warn you. There's danger signs. There's there's caution lights sent from God. It's not so that you can step on the gas and go faster and try to beat the light. Don't miss God's warnings. He sends them because He loves you. He sends them in different ways. The wise men and Joseph, they were warned in dreams. Joseph, in fact, was warned by an angel in a dream. You may be warned through your circumstances. Did you know that? The circumstance that you're facing right now might be a warning. The setback or the crisis that you may find yourself in. Could be a warning from God God warned the wise men he warned Joseph he warned his people throughout Scripture and I believe that he loves us enough today to also send warnings will we hear the warnings of the Lord have you experienced a warning from God recently What's he trying to tell you? What's he trying to get across to you? What's happening that should not be happening? Or are you just willing to let God warn you and direct you, even if, you, if nothing bad is going on necessarily, but it's just that you don't see ahead? I want you to bow your heads all across this congregation today. Are you willing, are you willing to allow Almighty God to change the direction of your life? If you're willing, He'll deliver you from the destroyer. He'll reveal His will to your life. He'll lead you into the wonderful design of His Word. How many would say, Pastor, I I feel God is warning me about something. I hear warnings from the Lord, and I just want the courage to allow Him to reroute my life should he desire. If that's you, lift your hand and put it right back down. Hands going up all over this room. You say, I want God's will. I feel him rerouting me. I don't know why, and I, part of me is resisting it, but I want the courage to just say, your will be done. Lift your hand and put it right back down. Yes. Father, you see the hands and the hearts of those in the room. We want the ears that are in tune with your voice and your word, so that when you speak, should it be praise, encouragement, should it be chastening, or even warnings? We want to hear that. So let us have the ears that would be in tune to hear what you say. And let us not resist your leading because I know, God, that where you lead us is for our, our good. It's for our ultimate good. And I believe it's for your glory. So we relax into your will today, and we say, let your will be done. Lead on, and I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Amen. And may each of us let God lead us. God has a great, great plan for us. I believe God has a great plan for you personally and for your homes and your families. But I believe that together, church, God has greatness for us that we've not yet tapped into. God has a harvest for us that we've not yet reaped. And I want God to lead us as a church into that which he has for us. And I want him to route us as he sees fit. Hallelujah. Be reminded, tonight we do have church. In fact, our very own Pastor Moses is going to bring us the word. His, his family is in town, so I thought it would be great for, uh, for Pastor Moses to uh, bring the word, and, and that's going to be wonderful. So if you can, join us tonight. Also, we're going to start prayer and fasting. Um, for those of you who can fast with us. I know everybody can pray with us, but we're going to start that next Sunday, and we're going to go all the way through Saturday, a week of prayer, and also, for those who can and will, prayer and fasting. And I'll let you, uh, you and the Holy Spirit, kind of determine, let the Holy Spirit lead you as to what level of fasting, perhaps, that you could join us in, okay? Everyone standing? Amen. Good to have you in the house of the Lord today. Have a wonderful afternoon, and God willing, we will see you tonight. God bless.